Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? Everybody, we are actually on the 14th podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana this week. I am so excited and I cannot believe that I'm, I've already done 14 podcasts. So thank you all very, very much for um, listening to the podcast and for praying for me and for downloading them and leaving reviews. This is such a gift from God um, to me. I love doing this. I love to talk about the Lord and I love to share what God has done in my life and just to be able to uh, let people in on my walk of faith with the Lord and be able to share that with you. I'm just so grateful. Um, so thank you all very much. And I just am so grateful to be here and be able to do this. Uh, today, we're going to be working on part two of our Seek the Lord podcast that we started last week. Now, if you recall, last week we talked about Jehoshaphat and how he was told by a few people that this great multitude was coming against him. There were three armies that were coming against him. And his first reaction to that news was fear, which to be honest, I, I totally understand because if I... If someone came to me and told me that three armies were coming against me, there's no doubt in my mind I would be petrified. So we also talked about how he turned his attention when he was told that he chose to turn his attention from that to the Lord. He turned from his first reaction of fear to God. We talked about how we don't have to stay in our first reaction either. And we talked about how Jehoshaphat called people together, the people of Judah, to pray with him and to pray for him and how important it is to surround ourselves with those people who will pray for us and, and pray with us when we're in a situation and in a tough time in our lives and how important it is for us to turn away from people who just constantly encourage us to stay focused on the problem or to stay in our first reaction rather than helping us turn from that to God. It's so important that we learn to refocus and to understand that we can refocus. We don't have to stay in that first reaction of fear or panic or whatever it might be. So this week, we're going to pick up in verse 5 in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and we're going to go through verse 12. 
That is the prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed when he turned from his first reaction to the Lord. And I really want to go through that prayer because there are just so many little truth nuggets in there and just so many things that we can look at to help us remember when we go to the Lord in prayer, how important it is to acknowledge who God is and what he's done and just to remember those things. And then, as I said last week, there's so much in this chapter, so I don't want to rush through it. I really want to dig deep in the verses and allow them to speak to our hearts um, and help us to be able to look at that prayer and use that prayer and what Jehoshaphat said in that prayer in our own lives. So before we dig into the verses and before we dig into his prayer, let's go to the Lord in prayer ourselves. I, I genuinely love to invite the Holy Spirit in um, when I'm talking about scripture, when I'm going through scripture, he's the one who teaches us. He's the one who lives in us and, and just draws things out of scripture for us to remember and learn. He knows what we need from each verse of scripture that we're reading. He knows us individually. And I love that. So let's invite him in, go to the Lord in prayer and just remember what a privilege it is to be able to pray and to be taught by the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, I am so grateful to be able to come to you today and be able to talk about Jehoshaphat and the prayer that he prayed to you and how powerful that prayer was. I'm so grateful that you show us things that we can use in our own lives to be able to come before you even when we're afraid, even when we don't have a clue what to do. We can come to you, O oh God, and pour our hearts out to you and remember that you are always in control, that you're never afraid, that these things do not um, push you aside, that you know what to do and that we can come to you and we can rest in the fact that we serve you, O oh God, who is always on the throne. Thank you for that. I pray, Lord, for each person who is listening to this podcast. You know exactly where they are in their lives. You know what they woke up to this morning. You know what they'll go to bed to tonight. You know everything in between. And I'm grateful that we serve a God who cares about everything that's going on in our lives. Help us, Lord, I pray, as we go through this scripture today, that we would honor you, that we would listen for what you, Holy Spirit, have to say to us today, that we would recognize that we do have those first reactions, that things are going to happen that are kind of kind of throw us off course a little bit mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually at times, but that we can turn our eyes to you. We can look at you instead of how big the problem is or how bad the situation is. You are bigger than anything and everything that can come our way. Thank you, oh God. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would teach us today what we need to know. Show us something, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go ahead and read the prayer that Jehoshaphat prayed in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Um, it's such a powerful prayer, and it's so full of things that when I first read it, I, I didn't really think about 
when I'm praying myself. But as we go through these verses and kind of dig in, you'll see what I'm talking about. But there are just things in Jehoshaphat's prayer that he prayed that are so important for us to remember when we pray. Let's read those verses. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, and he said, O Lord, the God of our fathers, are you not God in the heavens? And are you not ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations? Power and might are in your hand, so that no one can stand against you. Did you not, O our God, drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever? They have lived in it and have built you a sanctuary there for your name, saying, Should evil come upon us, the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, we will stand before this house and before you. For your name is in this house, and cry to you in our distress, and you will hear and deliver us. Now behold, the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom you did not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, they turned aside from them and did not destroy them. See how they are rewarding us by coming to drive us out from your possession, which you have given us as an inheritance? O oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we are powerless before this great multitude who are coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Now there are times when I read those scriptures and I read that prayer, and all I can say at the end of it is, wow. Like, what a powerful prayer. Verses 5 and 6 are so powerful. Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly and began praying. He immediately called the people together, turned his focus from the problem, and began praying. Now, he could have just kept talking about the problem with all these people. He certainly had plenty of people telling him that the armies were coming against him and letting him know how much bigger the armies were than he was. He could have just talked about the situation instead of praying when he called all the people of Judah together. Don't we do that sometimes? Don't we call people to pray for us and then spend way more time talking about whatever's going on? than praying. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with talking about a problem with a friend, especially a godly friend who's going to pray with us. But when we call people together to pray, we need to pray. We need to go before Almighty God, pour our hearts out before Him, remember who He is, and pray. And not just talk. We need to pray. Jehoshaphat stood with all the people he had called together and began praying immediately. In his prayer, he acknowledged who God was. He acknowledged God as Lord, the God of their fathers and the God in the heavens, ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations. He acknowledged that power and might are in God's hands and that no one could stand against him. Jehoshaphat gave God so much respect in that prayer. He called he recalled how God had driven out the inhabitants of that land before his people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham. He reminded God and those listening to him pray that the people had lived in the land, built a sanctuary there for God's namesake and had said that should any evil come against them, should anything happen to them or come against them in any way, 
that they would stand before that house and before God and cry out to God and that he would hear them and deliver them. He reminded God and the people of who they of, of who it was that they were to run to in their time of distress. Then and only then he began telling God what the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir were now doing. It's important for us to see that in that prayer, Jehoshaphat recalled who God was first. He remembered who God was first, and he reminded himself in the prayer and the people of all the things that God had done. And he did that before he started telling God what the problem was. I don't want you to miss that. It's so important because when we do that, when we go to God like that and we remind him in the prayer, we really are reminding ourselves that we can turn away from this situation that is driving us crazy or making us so afraid and turn to God who has been God in our lives. It's so important. I love that Jehoshaphat stood before all the people that he had called together to fast and pray for him over this situation and began acknowledging to himself and the people of Judah, exactly who God was. He was reminding himself and them of who their God was and what he had done in the past for them. We need to do that in our own prayers. When we acknowledge first in our prayers who God is, it goes such a long way in helping us pray with confidence. It helps us step out of our emotion and remember who it is that we're praying to. It reminds us that the God we serve is still in control. That is what Jehoshaphat did. In his fear, in his first reaction, he turned from that to God. He prayed and acknowledged who God was and remembered what his God could do. He called on the Lord, the God of their fathers and the God in the heavens. He spoke of God's power and he acknowledged to God and to all the people that God is the only one they could run to for deliverance in this situation. Now that is powerful. When we pray, do we understand that we are going to God, the creator of the universe, the one who holds everything together, the one who can do anything? Matthew 19:26 tells us that with God all things are possible. Jeremiah 32:27 says, "Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me?" He is not someone that we go to just to complain. He is not someone we go to in prayer to tell him how things need to be done. He's God. Do we give God the respect he so deserves by acknowledging who he is, what he's done, and by acknowledging his strength and our weakness when we pray? It's him and his strength that will walk us through the tough times we face in this life. We can't do it. We can't win battles without God. Jehoshaphat didn't need to remind God of all the things God had done. God had not forgotten. Jehoshaphat didn't need to tell God that a great multitude was coming against them. God already knew that. He didn't need to tell God who they were or remind him that God had not allowed Israel to destroy the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir. God already knew what was happening. God already knows what is happening in our own lives. But when we voice to God, 
what we see, what we feel, what we think, and tell him what we're being told, in many ways, we're emptying all of that out to God so that our minds can then be renewed by God and we can be shown by God a different perspective. It's like we're making room for God's thoughts and room for God to work in our minds and in our thoughts instead of us just staying fixated on the fear and the frustration and the the pain or hurt or whatever it might be. Also, when we acknowledge who God is and what he's done for us in our prayers, it's a reminder to us that we are God's children and we're invited to go before his throne boldly and confidently. Hebrews 4.16 says, Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. Now, in verse 12, Jehoshaphat says, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? He is asking God to do something. He was basically asking God what he was going to do about the fact that the sons of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who Israel was not allowed to destroy, were now repaying them by trying to drive them out of the land that God had given them. Jehoshaphat recognized that he could do nothing, but God could. We can do that when we pray to God. We can ask him to be the judge of whatever is going on. We can tell him what we see, what we feel. We can, we can acknowledge that this thing, whatever it may be, is way bigger than us. We can confess that we can do nothing. But we can also remember and confess to God that we know who he is and that he can do all things. It was a way for Jehoshaphat to say to God, there's nothing I can do, but I'm coming to you. We need to do the same thing. We need to recognize that there are situations that happen in our lives that we can do nothing about. We can't fix it. We can't make it go away. We can't go above it. We can't go under it. We can't go around it. We have to walk through it. And it's bigger than us. And we can be grateful that our eyes can rest on God, the only one who can do anything about it and the only one who has complete control. Jehoshaphat said that they were powerless before this great multitude coming against them and they did not know what to do. But then he said something that I absolutely love. He said, but our eyes are on you. Jehoshaphat's prayer helped him and those praying with him to refocus on God instead of the great multitude coming against them. That is what our prayer should do. When we go before God in prayer about something that is going on in our lives, something that is so much bigger than we are, acknowledging that to him and then saying that our eyes are on him, that is a powerful prayer. Jehoshaphat could have stayed in fear. He could have pulled those around him down into fear as well. Even though he had called them to pray with and for him, he could have only acknowledged in his prayer how big the great multitude was, how big the problem was, how afraid he was. He could have continued to focus on all of that, but he didn't. He didn't focus on all the 
the the problems, all the fear, all the crazy. He didn't just focus on the enormity of the problem. He acknowledged that it was a God-sized problem that could only be taken care of by God. He acknowledged that he and all those praying with him were completely powerless to do anything about this huge problem. But then he turned his eyes to focus on God. And by doing that, he also helped others turn their eyes to focus on God instead of the problem. He chose to see God bigger than the problem. He chose to see his Lord as all the things he had started out with in his prayer before. He saw God as Lord, the God of their fathers, the God in the heavens, ruler over all the kingdoms of the nations. He acknowledged that power and might are in God's hands, not in the problem, not in the armies that were coming against them and that no one could stand against God. And that is what Jehoshaphat did with his prayer. He began looking at God. That is what that is what he helped those praying with him do. He helped them see something besides the problem. His eyes were on God, not on the problem. We can do the same thing. We can pray and pray to a God who is so much bigger than anything that is coming against us. That's what we can do. That is the God we serve. And when we turn our eyes away from the problem, and focus on God. The problem becomes smaller because we're focusing on something besides the problem. The actual problem is still there. We don't know what God's going to do about it, but we're focusing on the God that can do something about it. Now, what are we helping others see when we pray? Do we believe that God is in control and can do anything? I know we say that and I know we know it in our heads, but do we really believe that God is in control and can do anything? And that when we pray, we can not only help ourselves, but help help others focus on something other than their problem. Do we focus on God instead of the problem? So, As we close this podcast today, our challenge for this coming week is to turn away from whatever is bigger than us and allow our eyes to focus on God. I'll be praying for you this week. There are things that happen in our lives that can definitely cause us to see how big the problem is instead of how big our God is. I pray that we will remember who we serve and that nothing is impossible for him. Thank you so much for being here with me today. What a powerful prayer. Thank you for going through it with me today. Don't forget to visit my website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Please continue to listen to the podcast and download the podcast and leave some reviews for me. Our podcasts are on Apple Tunes and iHeartRadio and Stitcher. And I would love for you to email me your prayer requests. I love to go before the throne of God on behalf of others and just pray for people. And you can email me your prayer requests at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. And you can access all of this on my Facebook page. Know that I will be praying for you this week, and I ask you to lift me up as well. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. And God bless you as you continue to walk by faith and not by sight. And let's focus this week on how big our God is and how grateful we are that He is bigger than anything that could come our way.